0: there's so much conversation about the quote community, right. And that being the, the community of trail runners. And I mean, they tend to be, you know, really good people who are invested in the outdoors and things like that. But I think you're right that oftentimes, you know, it's the same old story that people don't always know how to give back in that way. So, for us to find other ways for them to be able to do that is, is a good thing. So,
1: You're listening to Relish This, the Purpose Marketing Podcast. Here's your host, Stu Swineford. Hey everybody, Stu here. Welcome to Relish This. My guest today is Peter Downing and he is the founder and executive director of Suffer Better, which is a really great Colorado organization that encourages people, athletes in particular, um, who are out there really, you know, giving their all for their sport to just give back a little bit more. And one of the things that Peter and I talked about was this idea of creating a variety of different ways for people to give back. So whether that's donations or volunteering time or participating in a volunteer type event um, or just going out on one's own to pick up trash, to build trail, to just give a little bit back. Um, is really what Suffer Better is all about and what we talked about today. Um, Peter and I are both part of the Colorado Outdoor Business Alliance as well, so we have a lot in common. This was a fantastic show. I always love talking with Peter, and I hope you really enjoy it. Here we go.
0: Hey, Peter. How are you today? I'm great, Stu. Thank you so much. How about yourself?
1: I am doing very well. It's a gorgeous day up here today. Blue skies, no wind. It's an anomaly. Yeah. Well, the blue sky is not so rare.
0: The wind, especially up where you are lately, has been uh, it's been howling a little
1: bit. So uh, I'm glad it's not. Yeah, it's been pretty sporty. Um, we we lost power last week for about six hours. And, uh, and so I I was, I was also on the schedule to get some, a new internet service installed that day and they were unable to do that because it was so windy. So we were fortunate to get that in yesterday. Wow. Well, good. So you've got more juice
0: and, you know, more access and so you can do more.
1: Well, that's the plan, right? (laughs) Since we're all confined to our homes still, it seems like, uh, might as well have good internet.
0: Yes. Agreed. Um, and we have i mean here I have you know there's three of us all you know here here at my house, so my daughter's here from Germany, and my wife is here, so I mean we're all you know fighting for office space it's fun
1: yeah it's a, it's an interesting interesting uh situation that we're all getting to experience, but uh you know i I certainly have gotten to do a lot more things by, by being able to work from home. Um, You know, it it saves me at least an hour in the car um, on most days. So that's, that's, that's a plus. I'm trying to look for pluses.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I, 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 the other thing I do is just end up spending more time outdoors. Yeah, me too. (laughs) If I don't have to commute, there's such a nice opportunity to go, be out in those blue skies. So yeah, take full advantage of it.
1: Well, that's a great segue into what, uh, what you are up to there at suffer better. You guys do a lot of outdoor stuff.
0: We do. Um, we, our whole deal is to essentially engage the endurance community into the whole notion of, of giving back, especially to protect the places where we all spend so much time. Um, our, our typically big winter event, which is part of the Up for Air series, we had to cancel this year, which was a real blow, honestly. It's one of our best and most popular events. And so we didn't get to do that this year, but we've got a couple more things coming this spring and then our, our, our fall run, obviously. So those things are still on the book. So we're pretty excited about those things.
1: That's great when is your next event at least scheduled
0: right now um we're still negotiating with uh a couple of the state parks we uh we want to do a a ride and tie and uh i don't know if you know what those are um they are uh it's a team event, and each team consists of two two participants, one runner and one biker but they're each the other. So they switch off. Okay. So you have a, um, a 20 mile, about a 20 to 25 mile course and everybody starts at the same time. So your team starts with a runner and a biker. They, they do the first five miles, then they switch. The runner becomes the biker, the biker becomes the runner. They do the next five miles switch again and continue to do that for, you know, the duration, super fun. And, um, one of our goals has always been to, you know, do a better job of connecting with the mountain bike community. So okay. fun way for us to get runners and riders together since we share so many things, um, and, uh, get us together and, and commit to something. And as with most of our stuff, we, um, the, the, uh, the proceeds of the event go back to protecting public lands, clean air, clean water, those kinds of things.
1: So. and are, are you doing that through um, conservation Colorado still or are there other organizations that you've partnered with
0: we work with both uh, protect our winters and conservation Colorado the uh, I, I'm, I know you're familiar with this but the there's this new thing called the 30 by 30 mm-hmm. it becomes sort of the buzz in the you know in the environmental community as well and and the goal being to protect, 30% of the land and 30% of the water by 2030. Um, and that's a now a, a national and international goal. So we're tying into uh, those programs as part of this as well.
1: That's great. And how many people partic- participate in these events typically?
0: So our the, the ride and tie will probably be 100 people, 50 teams. Okay. But our other events are anywhere from... 150 to 200, depending upon, you know, what we're allowed to do. It's again, the COVID wreaked a little havoc there. And so our last event, which was our run in the fall, we given all the health protocols we needed to uh, adhere to. We had to limit the number of our participants, but we still, we still had 120 crazy runners come out. And so that was spectacular. It was really fun. Great day.
1: Was that an, an one of those four, eight, twelve-hour type events? That you no, have done
0: is, that's that's our up for air series. This mm-hmm. one, this one was just a, a flat-out sixteen-mile trail run, we, which we did up at uh, Staunton State Park uh, off two eighty-five.
1: Okay, that's great. That's cool that you got that many people and were able to to a, a, adjust your protocols to make that work.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, it was it was honestly the most beautiful day i think i'd ever spent in the mountains and the aspens were in full glory uh, it was warm and i just we, people hadn't this was october so people had not been really able to do a live event in a really long time and so right. the the joy was so evident, and uh, just watching all these people just really relish the idea of being outdoors, being together, doing all this—it was—it uh, was mind-boggling. Honestly, it was just such a good day.
1: So, yeah, yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah, Yeah. So how how have you been able to adjust things in in these you know changing times with Social distancing and things like that was was that the only event that you were able to put on last year, or were you did you do some virtual events?
0: We we um, we did a couple. We did. It's funny. We we did our last year. Well, 2020. I guess that is last year now. Mm-hmm. Our up for air series was really the last event that anybody did before the world shut down. So it was early March, right? And that was the you know the three six twelve and twenty four hour up for air event um which was so fun um it was there was so much snow up top at at yeah. at staunton i mean people were literally the first runners up were uh thigh deep in some places uh wow like snow on the trail so i mean it was lovely but then we did do a couple of virtual events over the next few months one was um We called it You Do You, which was just people set a goal. And given sort of the turmoil that the country was in, we didn't even care if it was an athletic goal. We just wanted people to pick something, identify something that they really wanted to strive for and then go do it. And we created all these Google shareable Google Docs so that people could update one another and they were all on this forum and it was so fun to see you know all the the variety of goals which were quite literally all over the place everything from learn another language to learn more about people of color to learn more about this and um and yeah there were even some athletic ones in there um but they would jot down their progress and people would other people would chime in and say i love that i'm gonna do that and uh so it was super fun. Uh,
1: that sounds great. How long how long did that event for lack of a better word that that, that <laughs> particular challenge take place?
0: Yep, we uh we gave them 6 weeks to okay. kind of identify what they did and then they they were required, quote, required I should say, um to provide weekly updates and and pro- basically progress reports and talk about what they were going and the other piece that was so fun was they they could ask the community for help. So if somebody was looking for a resource about something as they were trying to get to this goal, they would ask the community and people would chime in and and answer that. And uh, so it was super fun. And uh, we came out of that with, I mean, it it was just one of those things, very different, but people loved it and uh, appreciated, you know, just getting the chance to do, A, to do something a little different as well, instead of the all the other ones, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I just like the, you know, that out of the box thinking there in terms of, of inclusivity. Um, So you don't have to be, you know, an elite athlete to have a good time and to learn something and to be able to feel like you're participating in, um, you know, in in a, in a program and in in an event. And so it's really great community building and, and I, I like some of those some of those challenges. I think that that's just great people really committing to those types of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I actually think that just setting goals and going after those things is one of the greatest things we can do these days when there's so much uncertainty about so many other things that you can do this. And then you, you, I think part of it is just having control over something yeah, I feel like so many of us feel like, oh my gosh, I have no control over any of this stuff. I'm just this leaf getting blown around. But if you, if you have a goal and you have a process, then you know it gives you a way to go get something. And 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 I think that works. I think uh, a lot of people appreciate that. So,
1: well, it at least creates an accountability, which I think in you know in both personal and, and business life, is something that. Um, that a lot of people are challenged with in terms of, of yep. finding a thing to go after that, that motivates them enough to, to feel like they're accountable and, right. um, you know, at least to themselves, if not a, a community. And I think that by, you know, by kind of gamifying that or, or bringing that community into the, yep. into the plan, that's a really, really great way to, to tap into yeah. um, kind of you know, our own natural psychology. Um, so it's really cool. I think people really liked that too, because they were, it's not
0: like we, you know, they weren't graded or anything. And and so we didn't harp on that, but every single person, um, weekly got in there and they, you know, they honestly said, you know, I killed it this week or holy cow, I didn't do anything this week.
1: Right.
0: And so they put it out there and, uh, you know, I I really appreciated that a lot.
1: And, yeah, that's that's uh, great. I, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do something similar this year, or, or is yeah. that back, back burner? I mean,
0: we, we'll do some. Right now, we have a a really big challenge going on. Um, we it's called the uh, when we found out we we weren't going to do the up for air series event this year, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of, um, you know, it takes place in uh, at five five or six different locations now so in, in montana there's three events in utah we do the colorado one there's an associated climbing up for air component mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so they've all been shut down and so um we we've been trying again to raise funds for you know conservation colorado and and protect our winters again so with the, right now we're doing the uh we call it the 14ers challenge. And, and the goal is that, um, you can either run it, ski it, bike it, or mix them all. Mm -hmm. Uh, The goal is you have to get to 225 miles and 180,000 vertical feet by June. Um, which is the, if you add the elevate, the, the, the distances you would hike, um, and the elevation you would gain to do all of Colorado's 58, 14 foot, 14,000 foot summits. That's about what it would be. Uh, oh, interesting. So we've got, <laughs> and, and each, each, uh, each of those specific things has a Strava club. Okay. So people are competing against each other. And the only people in the club are people that have registered for the event. So, Um, it's really fun to watch, um, you know, all these people going out and, you know, getting some serious elevation and some serious miles. I mean, we're not even at the end of January and we've got people already that I've got like 35,000 vertical feet and, you you know, uh, a hundred miles. And so it's, it's really fun. That's that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's really cool. And so you're making, um, you're making some revenue on that based upon the the entry fee. Yes, yes. Okay, um, we do that. It, um, we do
0: have a couple of of companies that typically have sponsored our our things, um, okay. and they're back um, for this, and so okay. um, they help out a little bit. And then the other thing that we ask each of our participants to do is to become a fundraiser, fundraiser themselves. Yep. So they can actually go and create a fundraising page, which they can share, so that they can get their f- friends, family, colleagues, etc., to you know support their efforts. So we end up, but when it's all said and done, we'll we'll probably be able to give. I'm guessing at least a total of five thousand bucks back to POW and Conservation Colorado, which is you know it's real money. And, yeah, that's great. So it's that, great. That's exciting for us and fun for us.
1: So. Yeah. Have you considered kind of gamifying the fundraising piece where maybe there's a, some sort of algorithm that you write where if you get more fundraising, then you can reduce the, the distance or the, or the, um, or the, uh, or, or the, the vert?
0: No, because <laughs> as we told everybody, it's like we don't, we're not called suffer better for any, for nothing. Right. Right. You, right. you, you got to do that. But what we have, what we do have is um, we have uh, our supporters, the companies that we work with have donated um, product um, so that uh, if you reach certain fundraising goals, okay. Then, um, you can win a, like a vest from ultimate direction or a pair mm-hmm or something like that
1: so okay okay cool yeah i was just thinking about um when i ran the new york marathon uh, many years ago now um you know you could either there, there were like three basic i mean there are probably more than three but there were three basic ways to get into the to the race and the first oh, yeah. right. the first was to qualify so that really kind of tapped into more elite runners or or at least age group elites. Yep. The second was just a pure lottery. So you just threw through your name in the hat and hopefully it got drawn. And then the third was they had a fundraising, um, uh, yes. chair, a charity entry Avenue where if you raised, uh, you know, I don't remember the the dollar figure, but if you raised a certain amount of money, then you could get, um, get your slot opened up based upon your fundraising. And yeah. I don't think they actually gamified that. I think they just set set limits or numbers where they said, you know, if you raise $5,000 for one of these charities right. um, or get people, you know, to, to sign on to sponsor, you, you know, your yep. your race in that fashion, then you would get uh, an entry. So I'm wondering, and, and the thing that I liked about that was it it allowed, um, it made it so that if you were, that there was a, there wasn't a, 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 a kind of a, a an attainable Route to entry to this really marquee race. Yep. Um, if you weren't an elite, and if you weren't "quote unquote" lucky, um, and so it, it gave people a little bit of control. Yeah, yeah. But also, you know, allowed them to say, you know, I'm I'm never going to be able to run uh, fast enough to qualify for this, but I know I can raise five grand through my my network. Wow. Um, so it's just kind of an interesting concept. I, I like
0: that idea, and I know that for the running up for air thing we we did that and so that if you raised I'm trying to I this was last year last march I think the deal was that if you raised 10x the entry fee then your entry you you didn't have to pay the the money right so okay right in the 24 hour race which the entry fee was 120 bucks so if you raised 1200 then you,
1: then you know. waived, waived your fee. Got it.
0: Correct. So yeah. I and I too, I, I love that idea a lot. Um, because it's really true that some people are really good at that fundraising thing. Right. And, right. Uh, they can talk their friends and family out of a buck or two almost any day. And uh, so I, I I love that there's a way for them to to do that, like you said, because Otherwise, if if you can't, you know, if you can't qualify with the time deal, we, I don't even know what it is anymore. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's faster than I go. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it was funny because at one point it at one point I qualified with a marathon time. And then the next year they noticed that that their so lottery that- had gotten all out of whack because too many people qualified. And then they dropped to the marathon time by like 15 minutes. It was oh. r- this ridiculous de- <laughs> decrease. You can't do
0: that after I've
1: qualified. Well, they, they grandfathered the, the people who'd already qualified in, but it was like, Oh, well I have to go. Um, yeah. you know, cause I'm never going to qualify again. Um, and, um, and then, and then that was the year that, uh, that the, the hurricane hit. So they, they actually canceled the race. Um, And then, so then, you know, long story short, short, they readjusted the, the qualification times at some point and brought them back up to a a reasonable level. And I, I ended up being able to qualify again using a half marathon time. Um, so I got back in and and that's how I eventually ran it. But, uh, but yeah, there there was a period of time there where it was like, well, all right, I guess I'm never going to be able to run New York. Yeah. I'm going to raise some money, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I. One of the things that I've always wanted to do, and I actually, I created flyers for this. I just never pulled the trigger on it, but it was a race that I was calling and it, I don't think this is a unique, um, format, but I was calling it a tortoise chase. And what I was hoping to do was to create a situation where somebody who'd never actually won a race might have the opportunity to win a race. And essentially, um, I would take the, the, the format was essentially a time trial an individual start, um, seated time trial where we would take your, your 5k, you know, your best 5k or whatever, whatever you wanted to put in and then would stage people and their start time would go off in some kind of, um, you know, adjusted by time so that almost, so the theory was everyone would finish, like there'd be a sprint finish, like, Right. You know, That'd be this huge pack finish. And, and even if you were the slowest person out there, based upon your, you know, you started first, you might have the opportunity to actually win a race. And so that's where I'm thinking that you might be able to, to tie in. So instead of just giving away the, the race fee create some sort of mechanism by which someone could win quote unquote, by taking time away based upon how much they yeah. raise. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah, because I, I, so that's super interesting. Because I think, I think one of the things that sort of kept people from—I mean, we got signups, right? But not mm-hmm. nearly as many as I, of course, I'd like. Right. And I think part of that is it's pretty daunting when you when you look at that and say, "Okay, I got to do essentially, I got to do at least forty miles a week." And thirty thousand uh thirty yeah, thousand whatever it is the feet of vert mm-hmm. every um that's a lot, and yeah. I, so i think I think that scared a few people, so that's good thoughts for next time. We'll do
1: that, yeah, it was just just something to consider in that uh you know it might might be able to bring in a wider Wider range of people, so yeah. instead of people who are like, "Oh, yeah, you know i i run I run, run two hundred miles a month, you know what yeah. right. no big deal or yeah. or whatever um you know be able to bring in some people and and maybe get them off the couch, yeah, um, right. so their fitness would improve their uh, you know their outlook on on what you know competing is might change. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just thinking about all those different ways that you can kind of engage people and allow them to play in this, in the zone th- in which they're most adept. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a great
0: idea. And in fact, there's a, we have a, a one of the folks in our group, she's a, she, she's one of these people's, I think she's actually a dentist in Michigan. Mm-hmm. She also, um, Runs uh, a gym. So in the mornings, you know, she's always got her crew out in the parking lot swinging kettlebells and, uh, you know, doing all these things. And she signed up for it just because she's a trooper. But she said to me, she says, I have no idea how I will ever get the vert because I'm in a flat place. And so if I have a hilly run, maybe I get 50 feet today. And so at 50 feet a day, she said, it's going to take me what? <laughs> yeah. <You> know, days. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, finding ways, cause not everybody's just totally willing to just jump in at, you know, regardless, right. They, 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 they want some sense that they're actually going to achieve that. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that idea a lot.
1: Yeah. One of my friends is um, her name's Alison powers and she was a national champion road racer. And she was on the Olympic ski team for a while. And, um, she runs a, uh, a coaching service called out cycles. Yep. And she created, um, some fun things last year that where, where she would do, um, like a bingo card and she would create a whole bunch of ah. stuff that if you saw on your ride, you got to check off. And, and, um, and then there was an Another thing that she did where, she, and, and both of these, the, the point I'm trying to make was this idea of, of trying to be inclusive where yeah. you, know, you can't, you can't put, you know, snow on the list in, you know, if this is running in June in um, yeah, for, well, you, you can put it on there, but have something else on there like alligator that you know, so that the people in Florida are going to be able to participate or, or whatever. And and those aren't, those aren't the best examples, but, but the way that she constructed the the thing was to try to make it so that people all over the, the country or even the world in theory could, could participate in some fashion and just making it really inclusive. Um, and I think that there were some, some goals on there too. Like one of the squares was climb, you know, climb a certain number of feet a day. Um, but there was another one that you know, that didn't require climbing or that would be difficult to attain if, if you lived in a hilly place. So, you know, maybe I don't know exactly what that, what that one was, but, but just, you know, trying to, to think through ways to make it, um, you know, super inclusive.
0: No, I, I love that idea. And I, I mean, that's, I mean, that's one of our challenges anyway, is that, I mean, just our name alone tends to, um, draw in sort of more of I guess you'd call them the hardcore Mm -hmm. um when uh and and so finding ways to open that door and grow the community with others that are you know that that aren't the you know I do five hundred milers a year or whatever, right? Sure. Right. That that's a that's a big challenge for us. And so finding ways to open that door a little bit and allow more people to come in is, uh, is, 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 those are great thoughts.
1: Um, Well, I think that there's, you know, there's, there's real opportunity there because, you know, when you think of it, and and it's hard sometimes to, to kind of think this, this way, but, you know, the, the person who's running a, um, you know, let's say a three hour, uh, half marathon, you know, there's, they're suffering as much okay. as the person who's running a three hour marathon. Yeah, um, you know, they're, they're out there the same amount of time. And, and that, mm-hmm. um, I'd, I'd, I'd almost say you're right for sure. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's harder for them. And know? so everyone has the ability to, to suffer better. Even if, yeah. you know, even if you're yeah. a, a, you know, a 45 minute 5k person, oh, um, yeah. you know, you're out there doing it and just the creating that opportunity to, to think about how you can, you know, cause I know that one of your, one of your tags is 110%, um, you know, enabling that in any capacity is, yep. uh, you know, yep. Yep. It, I think that, that that, creates a real, real opportunity, particularly if you can mobilize some of the elites to be kind of maybe part of the yeah. mentoring group within, within your community.
0: Yes, uh, I mean that's very true, and I, and I love that notion. I mean that's uh, we have this we have this grant program, which is is off to a less than you know we've given away a few. Our our biggest challenge is raising the money, especially over the last year. Right. One of the one of the groups that has uh, applied for one of our grants is uh, a group that wants to start. Uh, working with uh, young kids and getting them involved in trail running, especially kids from, you know, challenging, you know, areas, uh, socioeconomically, things like that, Mm -hmm. um, that otherwise, even the the notion of trail running is, is completely foreign. Um, But, you know, it's that same kind of thing. And it's really what, we all need to do is to grow our community so that we're more inclusive of all of that. Um, Right. and so anything we can do to, to do that is a, is a good thing. So,
1: so what is the, what are the challenges that you're, that you're facing there? Is it getting in front of the audience or is it, is it getting them interested? What's the, what's the main obstacle there? Do you think? I
0: think just, Being visible enough to more people is is our biggest thing. I mean, we don't have a ton of money. We don't have a big staff, right? Yeah. Our big, yeah, the mechanisms we use are our events, social media, things like that. And, uh, you know, it only goes so far. And it's um, our partners help us a lot, but they too are are sometimes – you know, they're talking to the same audience in a lot of ways. So um, it's why, it's why, for example, running up for air was such a great event is because everybody gets that. And, you know, that we've, we've found a lot of ways for people to participate in that without actually having to run. So we got lots of volunteers who were interested and they were from all over the place and different groups and, I mean that really helped to to gather some awareness, but it is true that you know we it, our biggest challenge is is just getting bigger and mm-hmm. big
1: enough so that we can do more. That's mm-hmm. what it comes right down to right, right, right. So, well, that's the yeah, that's the whole nonprofit marketing challenge. Right, is <laughs> is figuring out how yeah. to expand that mission, and and you know it's great that you have an understanding that 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 there's there is opportunity there and 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 you know going after how do how do we how do we increase that footprint yes. um so you have i know you have a mailing list cuz i'm on that yep how yep. many how many people are on that list right now do you think
0: uh right now it's just under 2000 okay uh, and they're they're all over the place i mean most i would say the the majority are at least Uh, Colorado, U.S., but we have these weird little pockets, uh, Mm -hmm. groups in, say, uh, Western Europe and Australia. Australia, Mm -hmm. for some reason, um, they're all over us. And uh, it's just interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so as an example, I have a call with uh, a a running nonprofit in um, Australia later this week, just to talk about how we've done things and how we can help each other and things like that. Um, and then, you know, uh, the mailing list is one thing we've got, you know, almost, uh, upwards of four and a half thousand, you know, followers on social media, Mm -hmm. that, and, and we try hard to be out there on that a lot. Um, but again, it's, I think that the challenge with those things is just getting, that to st- stick mm-hmm. you know, it's like social media is great because you know somebody likes your picture or whatever sure uh, yeah but they don't they don't engage and that's that's what we need we need right. messages, followers we need you know people to really get engaged and and either come run with us you know do things with us volunteer things like that
1: you know right 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 do you have a kind of an ambassador program I know that you we, we we did um, okay. and um
0: well, it's funny we when we first came out the door we you know back in 2014 15 we had a pretty robust ambassador program but it just it didn't whether it was how well poorly we managed <laughs> sure yeah which is another issue um uh we had great people all over the country and and we were very thoughtful and all of that about who we picked and why and things like that. We had this really st- stellar group, but it just, that didn't seem to g- grow us. And partly back then we didn't have our events. And now that we have our events, I think it might be worth revisiting that because then now we have something more tangible for, I guess, that instead of just a, a, th- a way of thinking, mm-hmm. um, that would Mm -hmm. would attract people. So that, that's, you know, that's something we've sort of been bouncing around with a little bit lately. And, um, I know we also have talked we, one of the things we'd love to do is do some kind of fun little film about what we're doing that would, Mm -hmm. that we could get out there. So, you know, of course that costs money too, right?
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, money or time. Um, Yep. Yeah, probably both. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think if you have a good concept and you have a good story, yeah. um, it doesn't have to necessarily be a feature film. Oh. Um, and there's certainly <clears throat> a lot of opportunities to, to get those kinds of things into, in, in front of people. Yep. I, I think right now it's, it's more challenging because film festivals are struggling a little bit as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but I do know that there are, you know, there are quite a few kind of adventure film type yep. festivals or outdoor film festivals just here in the state that um yep. that are always looking for for materials to screen.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. That would be fun. It's fun. I think of that because the the actually the very best job I've ever had was I was a film festival director of, oh, a, cool. of an outdoor adventure film festival back in the in the nineties. Okay. And so, and there's, I am, I just love the whole idea of that, of getting all these creative things and people together uh, to share something. Um, and I think they're in a way magical in, in how they work. And I look at, you know, what some of them have done between Telluride and Banff and some of those things and how, how they've survived over the years. And it's just so impressive to me that I yeah. like that. Idea. So. Yeah, there's
1: there's a, a big enough market for it that uh, that I think that getting it out there and then, you know, leveraging, leveraging partners there as well, I think. Yeah. So you have, you know, a roughly 2,000 person mailing list, which is actually, uh, you know, that's a pretty good size mailing list. I think that there's some things that, that we could help do there okay. um, that we can talk about. Good. But um, so we, we'll come back to that here in a moment. Um, but also just leveraging the power of, of that extended network, where if you have something really special, um, whether that's an event or a piece of, of, of content that you've created, you know, like a, 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 short movie or, um, you know, even tips on, on things I think are, are really valuable, particularly if you have access to, um, you know, some of these people that that have a, a ton of experience in the, in the back or, or ultra running or what, or what have you, um, you know, just leaning on those, those sponsors or those, those partners that you have. Yes. To get out to their extended lists, because a lot of times they have a much, much wider reach.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and, and we, we absolutely have, are connected with, you know, a lot of the really, I mean, big dogs in, in the ultra and that universe. Right. So we should do more with that. And, um, I mean, so, um, that, that's, that's a great idea. I mean, sometimes uh, our newsletter, which is, you know, that's the perfect place to incorporate that stuff. Right. And then to, you know, push it out. Otherwise, you know, that's the kind of things we could share on social media as well. That's actually meaningful. Um, you know so good calls on that for sure
1: yeah i think so coming back to your your list. so one of the things that we've found can be really helpful is to come at those relationships from a position of of sharing information yep. as opposed to necessarily asking for support yep. and um, one of the things i've seen work really well with so the the uh, Golden Gate Dirty 30 is held up here in Golden Gate Canyon State yep. Park, which is about three three miles from my house. I like and I, I, I ran it a couple, or uh, uh, I've ran it a couple times. And the second time I ran it, um, the race director was looking for ways to get people engaged. And so she created kind of a training program. Right. And I know this year, because I'm, I'm still on the list, even though I'm not really running all that much anymore, um, but uh, this year she had one of her elites who she's just kind of partnered with, I think, um, he may also be a coach, come up with a coaching plan and gave that away alongside the, um, the registration fee. So right. if you signed up by a certain – a certain point, or you know, there was some kind of exclusivity component to it. Right. But essentially, there was a a uh, you know a, a, a training plan attached. So then she she asked for uh, volunteer help, and this is where I kind of came into the picture, since I live up here and I was running running on course pretty much every weekend anyway. Um, she was like, "Oh well, can you lead some groups?" And so um, so we started doing kind of weekly weekly runs on course. Um, and, and that got a lot of people up here and, and engaged in the program and, um, and, and kind of felt like they were part of this community.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, such great ideas. Megan, who is the, the race director is a friend and, um, I think she's, I actually am amazed she's done an extraordinary job. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, both those are killer ideas it's, and, uh, I mean, I love that. And I know if, uh, when we can do our, um, you know, our up for air series again, that if we offered, you know, people the chance to come up and, you know, run the course mm-hmm. you know, a couple of weeks before, I just guarantee you that people would eat that up and, uh, you know, I'm like you, you in a way that my my stellar running days are <laughs> slipping away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shall we say? Um, but there's plenty of people that are in part in the gang that would, you know, would probably more than happily lead groups, and uh, you know, I can see us having faster ones, medium ones, slow, yeah. ones, and you know, just the walk and talk ones too.
1: You know, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then just, you know, that, that opportunity to, to, to kind of, um, you know, rub elbows for lack of a better description or, or phrase, um, with, yeah. Pete, with, with some elites as, yep. you know, cause there are lots of people who yep you know, would love to start a, a um, a run with, you know, for me, it was, with was Tony Kropitschka back in the day. Yeah. Um. You know, if I, if I had the opportunity to even start a run with him, that was, that was an amazing experience.
0: Yeah. Cause that's about as far as it would go for me. Pretty but, much.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Speaking of him, I just saw something about him where, you know, he's, he's had injuries and he hasn't been running so much, but I just saw he posted something about how he just took a quit trip down and did rim to rim to rim uh-huh. at the Grand Canyon. And uh, he was super excited because it wasn't his fastest, but he still did it in seven and a half hours, which right. is, when you think about it, that's unbelievable. I mean, uh-huh. it, uh, it just, you know, for, it's like, wait, really? That's, that's faster than I ever did it. And, yeah. you know, so I just love stuff like that. It, yeah. His he, that level thing.
1: Back when I used to, used to run ultras and follow him, his, well, he had a couple of, of, um, round trips that were faster than my to the top. Um, and, and, and I, you know, I wasn't a great ultra runner, but I definitely wasn't horrible. And, you know, I think his round trip on, in fact, I know that his, his round trip on longs was was pretty much exactly the same as it took me to get to the top. Wow. See? And um, and then even in, like, Green Mountain, at one point he was running green, you know, every day or something. And, and you know, his every day was, like, his round trip was, was basically what it would take me to get to the top. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's just those people and, uh, and guys like that. Joe Grant's another one. They just – what I love about them is it's it looks so effortless for them, and yeah. they're i mean they're built they're somehow just they're designed for that, and I love that they figured out that's where it goes, right yeah, so yeah. you know it's like Phelps is a swimmer, yeah. same thing right yeah. the guy was designed to be a swimmer, and fortunately somehow <laughs> he ended up being one, yeah, but I don't know, but yeah, you're right, it's uh, so yeah, those are we um we've been talking with Hoka who is one of our great sponsors about, you know, starting a, a, a run club with them mm-hmm. um, because they have the same thing, right? They don't have enough bodies to be everywhere. And so, sure. Um, that's something that's really interesting to us as well. So, and, um, we've just, uh, started working more closely with, a uh, a local nutritionist and, uh, she's going to be adding content to our newsletters going back to your thoughts about mm-hmm. you know adding valuable stuff as opposed to just you know asking and that's so she's a she wants to do a, a regular piece for us you know which is super great for us because nutrition is one of those things that can make
1: you know yeah that can make or break your day
0: <laughs> right so and she's great so you know, she lives up in Netherlands too, I think. No, Jamestown,
1: I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so on that same vein, I think one of the things you might try is instead of just sending out a monthly newsletter that has, you know, eight things in it, yep. send out more frequent value-driven single items. Okay. Um, and you could segment your list. You could you could ask people if they'd be interested in, um, you know, in, in either – running or or other endurance nutrition tips and and basically try to peel people off into specific categories like are you more interested in running are you more interested in in you know distance cycling or you know whatever wherever your categories fall so do you when you
0: do that do you like send them a, a, a almost it's not i guess it's like almost a poll when you send it out, you know, so do you send one out that says, okay, we're going to start doing this. Tell me what you're, what you want to hear about and then go from there. Cause you know, so, most people won't not yeah. will respond, right? Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a, a variety of different ways that you could tackle that, that problem. And the first one would be to just start sending out more frequently and just have, you know, if you have access to a nutritionist who's willing to put, put some content together, just, um, you know, if you send out once a month right now, just once every couple of weeks, maybe send out just a nutrition spe- specific email yeah. that's like, hey, um, you know, we've been trying to create more value for our um, community and, uh, you know, this person's on board and um, here's, here's today's, you know, nutrition tip. Um, and then after you've done a few of those you might you know be able to send out a, a survey that says what other stuff would you be interested in and that way your your list can actually start to create help you create content or at least understand more about what their wh- where their interests lie
0: yeah no great idea yeah because uh, we've been thinking about that a lot and just trying to figure out how to you know make sure that we're giving something useful always. Right. Um, you know, there's enough gear review places that we wouldn't do that probably, but, uh, you know, providing training advice, um, you know, other ways to get involved. One of the other things we really want to figure out how to do is get more, uh, people involved in the trail maintenance sort of step up, you know, join that effort somehow because uh, I think sometimes there's the perception is that we all go out and play a lot, but we don't mm-hmm. need to give back on that score. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, a, there's a new program from COMBA, the Colorado Mountain Bike Association that's called the Single Track Collective, mm-hmm. which is all about getting sort of the variety of trail users to step up so that it's not even branded comba. So it doesn't look like it's a mountain bike thing. It's, it's just a trail users thing. And so that's an interesting thing that we're going to get more involved in, um, coming up as well.
1: Yeah. I think trying to, trying to give people the knowledge about things is that's the first step. And, and certainly, um, you know, there's some communities that, that tend to do a little better job with, with the volunteer piece. But if you, if you can create the knowledge and create the understanding, I'd say that's the first step. The yeah. second step that I, I really like is to give people a variety of different ways that they can participate. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I know that ultra runners and, and distance runners in particular are pretty finicky <laughs> about their days off in terms of, of, you know, they have a, they have a plan. They are sticking to it, and it's <laughs> it's a little tough to sometimes get them to be able to th- yeah. to think about taking time to to give back in in right. you know in a time capacity. But a lot of a lot of them could give back in a in a monetary capacity. And so, just really being again very inclusive in terms of, of opportunities to um, you know to spread the word. That's yeah. the other thing that I think is a potential opportunity is that most of, most of these people, you know, running and running and cycling, both are, are very, um, community based kind of activities, even though, you know, you're, you're burning a lot of miles by yourself. You usually have kind of a crowd around you that, yes, you, that you'd latch onto, or you're talking to on a regular basis. And so, you know, encouraging people to, to donate, either time or, or money or both, um, to, uh, if they, if they can do that, then also share, um, and get, get involved that way. Um, and and basically share that messaging and share that mission to their bigger groups.
0: Yes. No, I mean, it's, you're right, because there's so much conversation about the quote community, right. And that being the, the community of trail runners. And I mean, they tend to be, you know, really good people who are invested in the outdoors and things like that. But I think you're right that oftentimes, you know, it's the same old story that people don't always know how to give back in that way. So for us to find other ways for them to be able to do that is is a good thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love that idea
1: that's good. Yeah. I think it's a, you know, it comes back to that. You, you know, you don't know until you know. <laughs> and, um, and so if you can create a mechanism by which that knowledge is being distributed and, and you're making it easy to share and you're and easy to, um, you know, to get to that information, that's, you know, that's really that first step. Yeah, no, you're right.
0: And, and <laughs> it's, uh, I keep telling myself, it's like, I can't do all of those things, right? I can't go do this, do that, do that. So if I can help, you know, introduce other people to some of those things so that, you know, ultimately what needs to get done gets done, then that's the win, right? And people love being part of that. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's solid. That's good stuff.
1: Yeah. I think just, you know, what you're, what you're building is this community of people who are enthusiastic about the outdoors. They're enthusiastic about activities in the outdoors. And, and many of them are very enthusiastic about very extreme activities in the outdoors. (laughs) And, um, and then, you know, you're taking that, that one step further, which is, you know, how, how can you give back a little bit to this, this activity and this place or these places that you, that you enjoy so much. And whether that's, you know, doing a trash day or doing a, yep. um, what the, there was a trash jog what do they call that? Flogging. Yeah. Plogging. Yeah. 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 And, and just, you know, just encouraging, you know, one day a month of, of slow it down. It's going to be good for your training anyway. Yeah, right. um, um, and, and just go out and, and just do a trash, yep. a trash run.
0: Yeah. Cause I don't know about you, but I have yet to have been on a trail run where I didn't see something that I ought to pick up. Right? I mean, it's that's just the nature of it these days.
1: So. Yeah, it's the it's the old poop bag fairy uh, conundrum where people seem yeah. to think that that exists. Yes, right. Wait,
0: you you mean you don't pick those up, Stu? <laughs> the fairy does, I think. I,
1: yeah, <laughs> trail I know, know yeah. or her, you know. Yeah drives me nuts but yeah. you know again i think that there's just an education component to that and, yep. and um and trying to you know f- trying to think about that that venn diagram of all of this overlap and figure out where those sweet spots lie yep um is, is where i think all of us in in the outdoor slash um you know uh, both environmental and uh and playing, uh, community, I think if we can figure out where the, the where those overlaps occur, yes. that's where, that's where there's going to be a lot of power.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's also, I mean, I feel like it's pretty essential, right? As, as we're all, I mean, I'm sure it's true where you are too, but I, I have never seen the trails as busy as I have in the last year. Uh, yeah. Yeah it's kind of overwhelming in a way. And I understand, I mean, I get it because it's, it's one of those things we can all do to sort of clear our heads and find something normal, but it's, um, it, we're going to love it to death. If we don't start, you know, taking some of these steps that we all need to do that so that my kids and their kids and so on, you know, get to enjoy and appreciate the same things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of my, well, the first podcast that I recorded was with Anna from volunteers for outdoor Colorado. Oh yeah. They have a really great trail building and maintenance program. Um, They also do community gardens and and some neat things like that. But um, one of the things that she said, and I may have my numbers wrong a little bit here, but, but they were the, you know, pretty much this, this dramatic, that 90% of Coloradans self identify as outdoor people Mm-hmm. And less than one percent uh, volunteer to do any trail work, mm-hmm. and so there's a huge opportunity there. And there is. and I think that you know the, that you could you can kind of get wrapped up in those numbers and, and be sad about that, or you can just say, well, how low is that bar? <laughs> um, you know, if we could get five percent of the people to yeah. to to give back or 10%, like, you know, those are not big numbers to hit. And so there's, there's just so much opportunity there. And I think it, it really does start with, with education and just letting people know, you know, how don't, don't, uh, you know, cut um, switchbacks and, and, you know, don't put up Karens unless, you know, just, just all of these things that are, that you just don't, again, you just don't know until you know. Yes. Right.
0: Uh, I, I mean, I've always liked that. What is it? Keep it single. Stupid. It's, <laughs> no, it's like, Why are you dry Why are you going over there to go around me? Stop. What are you doing? Yeah, you
1: know? yeah. Yeah. And just step off the trail and let people. Yeah. Let people pass and then step back on the trail. And that's certainly something that is is a, a big challenge these days as people are trying to social distance. But, wow. um, you know, again, those are those are great content ideas for Yep. Um, for your newsletter and and right. your blog and, and just getting that message out. And maybe it's, you know, you could do a quick video of five trail tips and, that. and just, and just show, show how to, and how not to pass somebody on the trail. I love that idea. That'd be fun actually too. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. If we could,
0: I'm sure a fight would start even, you know. Trying to do an educational video,
1: <laughs> well, may, maybe, but you know, hopefully, it just starts conversation and, and just gets people thinking about it a little no, bit more.
0: But uh, no, I, I think that would that's one of those things that would be fun and you know, somewhat useful. I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like that idea a lot. So,
1: <laughs> well, this has been super fun, Peter. I'm me, really glad you were able to join me here today. You and me. I, I mean, I've got a whole bunch of
0: great tidbits that I'm going to go play with and figure some new things out. And, uh, you know, uh, that's exciting for us. And yeah,
1: what, what were your top two
0: or three takeaways? Um, ways to, some new things to, uh, ways to engage the crew and, uh, get some new content out there. Um, find other ways to, you know, offer educational pieces, um, sort of switch the newsletter up a little bit, um, you know, uh, and, uh, I, I, the other thing that, that comes from this, that it's, it wasn't a direct thing, but it also makes me realize that it, it sort of comes, it goes back to what you and I also do as part of COBA and is and that is that there's a lot of businesses that, actually really do care about the outdoors, but that aren't directly engaged in the outdoors. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that it tells me that I ought to be talking to more of those people as well, because yeah. in some ways um, it's sort of, it's that same old story, right? If you're, if you're only talking to the same people that believe in what you believe, you're not doing, you're not changing much. So fine. Uh, Cause I can potentially see them as sources of volunteers and, other kinds of support that would be super interesting. So it's all it that just came out of that conversation of just opening some doors a little bit and, and to be more, you know, inclusive and inviting and things like that. So that just, you, 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 you know, that took a little root there. That's good for me. I love it.
1: That's fantastic. You know, so how, how can people find, uh, your organization? What's the best way to get in touch?
0: Um, just, uh, f- follow us on, you know, Instagram, we're just at suffer better and go to our website, um, sign up for the newsletter. There's one of those, you know, ubiquitous pop-up forms. Sure. You know, but if you sign up, you don't see it again. So that's the beauty of that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, you know, just, I mean, I'm easy. I I'm Peter at SufferBetter.com. So You got a question you got something you want me to know or ways you can think we can do something different i'm always happy to get an email you know oh that's awesome you know
1: so i love i love our conversation and uh and I, i really like talking about things but i also want to try to foster some action what what action would you want people to take after listening to our show today
0: a couple of things one um pay attention when you're out there pick something up if you're on the trail you know be uh, follow the rules. Uh, the etiquette's super simple. Be nice to each other. Remember that you know we're just visitors here, and uh, treat what's out there with respect, and treat your trail fellow trail users nicely. Um, and then uh, come run with us. What the heck? We'd love to see you. Or now, if we do this ride and tie, come run and ride with us. Uh, that sounds awesome. That's the best things, right? Those are fun. You know? Yeah,
1: that that sounds like a really cool event. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited to learn more about
0: it. I'll expect to see you at the start line, my friend.
1: <laughs> well, we'll see. I I need to get my running chops back back up, and I need to stop falling off my bike. Yeah. Um, so
0: both of those things are inhibitors for me as well. It's like, oh wait, I'm on the ground, and I my runner is now like a mile ahead of me. Uh huh. I'm in. Touch. So yeah, problem. You
1: know. Well thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And, um, go, out, go outside and have some fun. Listen,
0: I really appreciate it. It's always nice to talk to you anyway. So I appreciate the, the the time and your thoughtfulness, all of those things make a huge difference to me and it's appreciated. So Uh, it's my pleasure. Thanks, man. All right. Sure. Uh. All
1: right. There you have it. Another great episode of relish this. Thanks for listening. If you would like to learn more about how to apply the audience engagement cycle to expand your organization's mission, there are two things you can do. Right now, you can go to missionuncomfortablebook.com to download a copy of my book. And while you're there, you can get your purpose-driven marketing score to see where you can unearth some gold for your organization. If you'd like to listen to back episodes of the show or sign up to be a guest, go to relishstudio.com slash podcast. That's it for this week. I'll be back next week for another great episode of Relish This.